Hello, and welcome back to History in 7. Today, I want to talk about something a little bit more controversial, socialism. I've gotten to that point in my Modern World History course where I talk about socialism. I've had several experiences talking with students about this topic over the years. Uh, many of them have stood out to me. One moment was when I assigned a reading from a textbook companion reader on Proudhon's idea that all property is theft. The introduction to the primary source passage stated that the French philosopher had been an early socialist. And that was basically game over for several of the readers. Once they read that word, they knew who Proudhon was and what he was going to say. At least they thought they did. I had them read the same passage when I taught the class again, uh, but without the introductory paragraph. The conversation got a little bit further, but I still had students saying things like, oh, I see, this is socialism. Well, it's idealistic and all, but it doesn't work in practice. I was curious at the time, I remember, what data that student was basing that conclusion on. Today, in conversation, I had a student say that socialism is against her Catholic religious beliefs. Another said he opposed social socialism because he believed in capitalism. He granted that monopolies could get out of control, but he insisted that it was better than the alternative. So a couple of thoughts I had as we were discussing today. I pointed out to the first student that, like socialism, Catholicism is a big word that means a lot of different things and whose meaning has changed over time. I mentioned the liberation theology movement of a few decades ago and the claim by some that the life of Jesus had basically been about socialism. To the second student, I asked, what were the alternatives that he was considering? Do we have to jump that quickly to the Venezuela comparison? It's ironic in a way, I think, that Karl Marx, who believed in historical determinism and inevitability, is defeated by the idea that socialism leads inevitably to Stalin's Russia or Mao's China. But part of that fault lies with historians. We equate socialism with Marx. My collaborator, for example, in this modern world history textbook project that I'm working on, wrote a lot about Marx in his draft of the chapter revising my earlier previous draft. I edited out a lot of that, and I added a few paragraphs on Robert Owen, who was an earlier and a different type of socialist. One of the many people who we could add to a chapter on the Industrial Revolution and its discontents. Owen was a wealthy industrialist who tried to incorporate social welfare into the life his workers led in his mills at New Lanark, near Glasgow. Um, when his partners objected to his philanthropy, he just bought them out. Owen then wrote books and became the father of the cooperative movement in England before ultimately retiring to America to found a utopian community in Indiana called New Harmony. The way we teach this, unfortunately, it's almost like a logical syllogism. Socialism equals Marx. Marx equals Stalin's Russia. Therefore, of course, students will conclude that socialism equals Stalin's Russia. 
If A is true and B is true, then C must be true. The point is, neither A nor B are true. Why don't we say that? Why don't we at least say that socialism isn't necessarily communism, and that communism isn't necessarily totalitarian dictatorship? I was listening to a podcast yesterday in which an economist criticized Bernie Sanders for calling himself a democratic socialist and suggested that Bernie should instead say social democrat. Made me wonder if the language is as important as the policies. If someone fights for change, does it really matter what the change is called? I suppose it does a bit, so people can say it was that movement that led to that decision, etc., so that we understand who to look to for the next movement leading to a similar place. But I'm not as convinced that the hill we want to die for is the one where we recover the word socialism and make people see how good it really is. Especially because there seems to be an automatic off switch in many people's minds associated with the word. This is just something to think about as we're thinking about the movements of the past and the movements of the present and potential movements in the future. So I hope that was interesting. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again next time.